Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. We're talking about the power of one today. Uh, that violinist, Nick Yaka Mishachna, is playing her violin for her country in a bomb shelter. There's great power uh, in music and recognizing the, the setting. Uh, and just the stirring notes coming off those strings that is both haunting and powerful. And you talk about inspiring a nation. Uh, that's what that sounds like. And as we've been talking about a lot of the challenges uh, going through the day today, uh, I, I love the fact as we were talking about International Women's Day that President Astrid Tuminez from Utah Valley to the Women Extraordinaire uh, it was so interesting at the close of our conversation, she said one of the things that she wishes we would talk more about is helping women, whether it's in schooling, in professions, in the community, uh, to not have fear. And fear is a, a big part of our days these days. Uh, it's becoming an ever-increasing and dominant, persistent force in the life of a lot of people around the world, especially in Europe. And as we look at all of those fears, fears associated with war, with being refugees, with threats from Vladimir Putin, uh, all of those things uh, can be pretty foreboding and pretty discouraging and pretty heavy. And I know a lot of people are feeling that. Uh, W. Clement Stone, uh, known for his very positive perspective and outlook, he may have provided the best approach to overcoming what sometimes become very paralyzing uh, trepidation. He said, Thinking, thinking will not overcome fear, but action will. So let's dig into that a little bit. It is true. Developing the strategies for overcoming fear are really paramount, especially in this age of rage that we live in, this season of uncertainty that we find ourselves in the middle of. And the thing that I found over the years is successful individuals, whether they're entrepreneurs or executives, athletes, organizations of all kind, they're constantly facing fear. And staring down uncertainty, uh, recognizing that success almost never comes uh, to those who cower in the corner. You have to be willing to face that fear. And action, of course, is the answer to fear. And not just any action. It has to be a focused, deliberate, intentional action. That's the real key in my view. Uh, and I, I firmly believe this. Fear cannot stand 
and actually has to give way to that kind of focused, intentional action. I think it's a universal law. And the challenge in our world today is we have so many fear mongers uh, who paralyze the masses with the big the big of uh, bad news. <laughs> big news, bad news is what we always tend to hear. Uh, and those who are constantly pointing out the downside uh, or the risk of anything. Uh, we often see elected officials and citizens alike uh, just wringing hands, uh, creating this fear, this angst, this frustration. Uh, some describe that fear as a, as a deep, dark hole. Many of us have found ourselves in the bottom of that dark hole over the years, and especially over the pandemic uh, and in the face of what's going on in Ukraine. But when you face that murky hole of fear, the best thing to do is to, to take action, uh, step into, not away from. Uh, a wise man once said that you have to walk to the edge of the light and even one step into the darkness. If you do that, then you're, you're going to find, in most cases, that the light's going to extend another step and you'll be further down your path. Uh, one world religious leader added, it's far better to lean into the stiff wind of opposition uh, than to hunker down and do nothing. And that's an interesting thing for us to, to think through today, is sometimes it is easier to look backwards than it is to face the fear and the action that we need to do today. Uh, I saw this all the time when I was coaching and consulting business executives. My clients would start off and they'd tell me all the bad things that had gone wrong in their in their life or were going wrong. And I recognized that for many of them, there was a certain comfort in reviewing and reliving the past, even though it was negative, even though it might even have been painful, but it was still known. So it was it was a little more comfortable. So that familiarity prevented them from taking action and stepping forward. They'd rather hold on to that past pain than let go of it and move forward, face the fear. So processing that past uh, really just kind of kept that fear going rather than just taking a little action and, and moving forward. I saw with a lot of businesses, businesses that fail often begin to unravel by succumbing to fear, fear of losing market share, fear of uh, challenges, rising prices, uh, shift in their in their customer base. And again, a lot of them get comfortable wringing their hands about it, forever analyzing, waiting for one more report or one more meeting or one more retreat. Uh, and I'm not going to get on the retreat bandwagon today, but retreat uh, is not the option. Yeah, you have to lean in. Because if you don't, then you just hunker down. You get just comfortable with it. And I think we've got to face fear, and I think we have to face uncomfortable conversations. And whether it's about what's happening globally or mental health or climate or guns or education, family, faith, fatherlessness in America, opioids, addiction, national debt, pick your poison. Uh, and then what are we going to do about it? Uh, I love this from Eleanor Roosevelt. Uh, she absolutely got it right. She said, you gain strength, courage, and confidence by every experience in which you really stop to look fear in the face. You must do the thing which you think you cannot do. And so it, it is that willingness to go beyond hope and take action. Uh, I have often told people that hope is so important, but sometimes we just kind of hope things will change or we hope the bad stuff will go away and we hope that things will improve. We're hoping, 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 and, and hope is so important, but hope is not a strategy. And if you're going to face fear, 
and move forward, you, you have to take action. You have to have a strategy and a plan. It doesn't matter if it's a, a government or a business, a family, or an individual. Uh, if we go to the other side of the Roosevelt's, uh, Franklin D. Roosevelt, uh, he faced immense challenges that rocked and shook the confidence of the American people. In his first inaugural address, everybody, of course, remembers his famous declaration. Uh, he said, so, first of all, let me assert my firm belief that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. But the rest of that sentence we never mention, and I think it's the important part of the equation. So, yes, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Nameless, unreasoning, unjustified terror which paralyzes needed effort to convert retreat into advance. And that's where we have to be careful of fear. Because often it is that nameless, unreasoning, unjustified terror that paralyzes us and prevents us from taking the action to convert retreat into advance. So sometimes it's just those small little glimmers of hope, a little bit of action that can change our very fear-filled world into something different. Uh, If you find that little smidgen of hope, you combine that with some action, whatever it is, and you can start moving forward. And I think that's what we all have to do every day. And recognizing that that fear really will evaporate like the mist before the morning sun uh, and bring a, a much brighter dawn, a more hopeful day, Uh, Mr. Stone got it right. Thinking will not overcome fear, but action will. And we can all do that today. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources today here on KSL News Radio. And as always, as you go out into the world today, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. all-day resource for critical breaking news, traffic and weather, and conversation about Utah's most important stories. Listen on any smart speaker, the KSL News Radio app, and in your car at 102.7 FM, KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City, KSL News Radio, Utah's all-day companion for news. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.